Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Welcome, House family and friends. We are so excited that you are joining us this morning. Come on, we're about to have church. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for watching online, giving us access into your home. And I believe that the next 30 minutes is going to be something that is going to spur your faith. It's going to challenge you. It's going to encourage you. And I believe that spiritual transformation, come on, can happen even as we engage through this screen. No one wanted to be in this situation. Nobody wanted to be sick, uh, struggling with economic hardship or quarantine. But, but here's where we find ourselves. And, and I think that it's been interesting that there are a lot of lessons that we can take from this moment. You know, how do you, how do you respond when you're in a situation you didn't choose? How, are you in, how do you respond when you can't control the outcome? And I'm telling you that as we step back from this, there are some lessons about how we're going to bounce back. Even now, they're trying to put together plans in phases so that the economy and businesses can begin to come back. In May 4th, they're talking about opening up houses of worship. And we're trying to navigate what that looks like in order for us to be safe but, but love on our community. And I want you to know that through all of this, we're still going to offer quality online services. For us, the nation is figuring out how to bounce back. What, what, what level of risk am I comfortable with? And ha- what step am I going to take next? When, we, when I talk to people, I sense a great optimism. But there is still some caution. And I think that as we move through this, it sets up the series that we're talking about. Because here's the series we're in. Stronger. I believe that we're going to come through this stronger. And people who overcome adversity on the end, not, not in the middle, but on the end... Definitely come out stronger, and that is my prayer for you. When I think of a character in the Bible that came out stronger, it's Joseph. Joseph uh, had just this incredible adversity. In the midst of incredible adversity, Joseph overcame. And as he began to overcome, time and time again, he began to bounce back. And he came through his situation, listen, stronger. Moses begins to tell us the story of Joseph. Moses is the one that that writes Genesis. And when you think about how much time is given to Joseph, there are a lot of main characters in Genesis. I mean, you're talking about Adam, Eve, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But Joseph gets 13 chapters Like that's a lot of time. And so I I believe that there is lessons for us to unpack as we begin to navigate and, and unpack all of the roller coaster events of adversity and struggle, bouncing back that Joseph had to do to ultimately overcome. And here is what we find out. That hardships do not hinder God's plan. 
Come on, somebody. Listen, I don't know where you're at in your soul over six weeks of, of distancing and quarantine, but I need to say that again, and I'm looking right at you. Come on. Hardships do not hinder, listen, come on, God's plan for your life. And my assignment today is bounce back. Let's look at this verse. Let's look at this verse. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 8, and it says this. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers, they hated him all the more. Come on, listen. So, so it means that they already hated him, but when he started talking, they hated him all the more. You got a family member like that? Do not look around. Do not look around. Come on, look at me in the screen, screen, screen. Listen. He said to them, hear this dream of mine that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheave arose, and it stood upright. And his brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to rule over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams and his words. Can I tell you that Joseph is a story of someone who was set apart, one who was set apart, a favored son who at an early age, 17, began to have revelations of God and, and, and God would download him and speak about his future and God and him were in communication. And because of jealous brothers, he was sold into slavery. 13 years in prison, Suffered and then in a moment was called up to interpret a dream in front of the, the, the strongest person, the, 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 the most authoritative person in the world, Pharaoh. And he interprets his dream. He rises to political power and he begins to save Egypt, the brothers who betrayed him. And even his father's family. Come on, listen. If nothing else, this story shows us that Joseph learns something that I think that if we could learn, it would change the rest of our life. And I want to give you three qualities needed to bounce back. The first is this. Live a life that relies on God. Come on, our first thought as we begin to unpack Joseph, as we look at his life, we see that Joseph relied on God. There was a dependency on God. I think if we were to be honest with ourselves, there are many things that this season in our state, our country, and the world has showed us that we rely on. Uh, we rely on community. We rely on restaurants. Come on, who's excited about going and eating out? Come on, li listen, with some friends. We, we, we rely on busyness. We rely on sports. We, we rely on control. Like we want so much control. We want to determine. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Come on, you know. We, we rely on Google and Siri. And sometimes we ask them more questions than we ask God. Stop. I, I, that ain't my point. Listen, I'm just saying that we have realized that there's a lot of things that we rely on. But Joseph shows us that when all of those things get stripped away. I mean, think about this. 
Joseph was favored by his father, and that was stripped away. Joseph had a coat that, that, that brought him out in front of people, and that was stripped away. Joseph, everything that Joseph began to work for, listen, had a moment where it was stripped away. And when it's all stripped away, we will find out who we rely on. Come on, listen to this. Last week we talked about Job. I would encourage you to go back if you missed it and, and, and listen to that. But Job and Joseph are linked. The fact that they were able to overcome shows us that they came out stronger because they had dependence on God. Dependence on God. And so he, here's this idea is that both of these men were able to bounce back not because they decided to be good enough, but because they decided to believe in the goodness of God. Think about this. At 17, Joseph begins to have these communication, revelation, this time with God. And think about this. He begins to think and ponder. He begins to dream these dreams. And I need to pause for just a second, and I want to talk to all of you young people. Look at me. It's me and you right now. I want to tell you that you don't have to wait till you're older to begin to develop a relationship with God and to hear Him speak to you. I would submit to you today that what jo Joseph heard when he was younger held him in the midst of all of his problems. And I'm telling you right now, you have so many gifts that you don't know. Most of you are not paying the bills. Most of you are, are, are using hot water, come on, that you're not paying for. Most of you, and so you have time where you can take some time and hear the Lord because there will be a time, come on, when you move out of the house and you will hit adversity and what you heard in the silence will keep you in the storm. Listen, what this virus showed us is that just that quick, Everything can change. Don't wait till you're older. Well, I got time. I got time to get into youth group. I got time to get into church. I got time to jump in a life group. I've got time. Listen, what I'm telling you is this whole thing showed us just like that. Everything can change. For you, you young at heart, here's what I want to tell you. I believe that many of you watching online, at some point in your life, something was spoken over your life. And maybe you tried to make the dream happen and a setback occurred. Many times in my own life, I remember people prophetically speaking over my life, giving me a caution, uh, um, uh, direction, uh, encouragement. And I believe that there are some of you that, that there is this thing, uh, a mission mission field, marketplace ministry, uh, leadership, business owner, whatever. There's something in you that you know it's not just a fleeting thought because you've never gotten rid of it. It is something that God has put, come on, in your life. And today I'm talking to you. I believe that you can bounce back. I guess here is my thought is that I need to speak to you for just a second because what God spoke to you in your youth, come on, listen, he can still do. That's what Joseph shows us, that what he spoke in 17, sure, sure, it was a while, like 20 years before some of that started to manifest. But I'm telling you, right now, if he authored it, he can finish it. And I believe that this moment 
in your life is a time for you to leave discouragement, for faith to return into your life. And it's time for you to speak again, listen, about the passion that's in your heart. I believe it's time for you to bounce back. Every dream that we have will experience pain of process. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you pray. Come on, you, there, pain is a part of the process. Joseph shows us how winning and losing, it doesn't matter. When you win or when you lose, you got to rely on God. you got to rely on God. Joseph had a dream, but listen to this. No one received it. So he had to rely on God. When the dream was challenged, he had to rely on God. When the dream was distant, come on, hear me, he had to rely on God. When the dream in the jail cell of Pharaoh for 12 years was forgotten, he had to rely on God. For us, if we're going to bounce back, come on, where does my help come from? Where is my source and my dependence, my source? Come on, we are relying on God. My second point today is this. As we talk about Joseph's life, our second point is this. We've got to see people and problems as a vital part to accomplishing the dream. Come on, listen. People... And problems are both a part of accomplishing this dream. Listen, listen. How many of y'all love Thursday night? Come on, we, we got to do a little NFL draft. Come on, how many of y'all, that just warmed your heart? The Dallas Cowboys first round received. What's up? Listen, we go in zone, baby. Listen, here's my, here's, my, here's my thought. Is that while there is this buzz over the NFL draft, it will go away. If only one team shows up to play. Come on, you have to have an offense. You have to have a defense. There's got to be a battle. Come on, somebody on the field. And nobody's going to buy a ticket or watch on a Zoom a NFL game if only the offense. Oh, oh he threw the ball so well. You know, like, like, I want to see someone run over. Come on, somebody. I want to see someone hit. Here is what I am saying to you. There will be people who defend you. There will be people who encourage you and love you and they don't want anybody touching you. Come on. And they are your defense. And then there are other people that want to run slap over you. Come on. They want to score on you. They want to do the dance. Oh! They want to do the dance in your end zone of life. Come on. And both of these people are a part of how you build resilience. See, here's the thing is... There are going to be awesome people that encourage you and speak life into your life, but there's also going to be a people that straight annoy you. Come on, like, uh, like annoy you. And here is what I, do not look around in your living room. Do not look around. Do not smile. Do not wink. Stay here. Stay here. Listen, all I'm trying to say is that God uses all of these people in your life. In your life. So when we develop and walk through some things and we deal with problems and difficult situations and even difficult people it builds resilience and resilience when we have that it builds effectiveness 
Come on, does that make sense? And I believe that ultimately God wants you effective. He wants you to number your days. He wants your days to count. And you've got to come through it. Come on, you've got to bounce back. What overcame you? What struck you by surprise? The adversity that came on you? Listen, you've got to, you've got to bounce back. When I think of um, adversity, I, I believe that God never wants to hurt us. But he does want to stretch us. And I, I had this friend when I was younger. And when something would happen, he would always say, you know, God's stretching me. God's stretching me. And, and, and I think that that's the key. Because God is stretching you. Because the, the wonderful thing about a rubber band, if you think about it, it stretches. And the fact that it is useful is that it adapts so that it can hold more. Come on, listen. God wants you more to be a rubber band than he does want you to be a paperclip. <laughs> like, like God wants you to be more able to be pliable and stretched and, and to be able to take on more. And so right now where you're at, yeah, you may be stretching, but God is trying to unlock your capacity. God's trying to stretch your heart and your compassion to care more. God's trying to stretch your generosity. And you know what? He is going to put people and problems in our life, not because he authors that, but he allows it. So that we can come out and be stretched. Listen, could I tell you this? Could it be that all this time, what you have felt, the tension of what's going on, you felt that tension and you've called it terrible? God was saying, no, sir, no, ma'am, that's not terrible. That's called transformational. In other words, I am doing something right now, come on, in your life, and I am stretching you because I have more for you. Come on, somebody say, bounce back. God uses people and problems. God uses people and problems. And I'm going to give you some, look at these, these things that I think about often. I'm going to give them to you real quick. So you ready? Here we go. God uses people and problems to direct you, correct you, inspect you, protect you. Come on, listen to this. And perfect you. Come on, I know you want me to say, me say that again. I thought about just making you rewind it, but no, I'm going to say it again. Listen, listen, listen. God uses people and problems to direct you, correct you, inspect you, protect you, and perfect you. When rejection and pain come from the people who are the closest to you, can you imagine Joseph's brothers are thrown into a pit, betrayed. They sell him for, for, for money and they go back to their father and give him a bloody coat and say he died. There may be an ex-husband. There may be a family member. Come on, there may be a boss. There may be a business partner and you are trying to move forward, but it haunts you the things that they've done. Here's what I can say to you. These were the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 says this. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good. Do good. Come on, everybody say do good. Do good to them who hate you. No. This is not the Jackie Chan Bible version. Slap, chop, kick. <laughs> Listen. 
Do good to those. Bless them. Bless the ones. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for them which despitefully, despitefully use you and persecute you. Listen, the one thing that you cannot eliminate in this life is people and problems. You got to bounce back. Here's my third point is we got to realize that the only thing that you can control is your choices. Come on, the only thing that you can control is your choices. Let me ask you a question. What do people and problems have the power to make you do? What do people and problems have the power, come on, to make you do? Joseph's dream didn't change even though his circumstances did. Man, don't make me preach. Listen. He never lost his power to make a choice. Sure, sure, he lost some freedom. But in that, can, you just, can we just take ourselves right there? He is sold into slavery. By so, and, and, and sold to some traders. Those traders begin to sell Joseph to Potiphar. And here's the deal. He has to learn a new language. He has to thrive in a new land. And as he begins to, everything changes. There is no coat. There is no honor. There is, good morning, son. We love you. Favorite time. There is, get to work. Everything in his life changes. Listen to this verse. Joseph has been in Potiphar's house and he is excelling. He is winning in a place that he did not choose, in a place that he doesn't want to be, away from the people that he loves. And I want you to see the event that happens after he's been there a little while and he starts to win. Genesis chapter 37, verse 7 through 9. Look at this. After a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. Okay, she wasn't talking about a nap. Okay, and no nap. He refused and said to the master's wife, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in this house. And he has put me in charge of everything that he has. He is not greater in this house than I am. In other words, he has made me, listen, an equal. Can I tell you this? Even in the midst of something that you don't choose, when you have the right character and you can bounce back, you will be promoted in a place that you never wanted. You better stop. Come on, hear what I'm saying. Joseph is rising. And here's what he says. Nor has he kept anything back from me except you, girl. I had a girl. I know that was kind of an R&B moment. What's up? Listen, because you are his wife, how can I do this great wickedness? They're going to keep that up there. Wickedness and sin against God. Can I tell you something? We have so many labels for things that are going on in our life. But I love the fact that you see a man coming out stronger and he didn't label it wrong, bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that is kind of an issue that you have. You like to, you know, sleep with your servants. That's kind of just an issue. I guess that's what everybody does here. No, no, it's wickedness. And here's what I want to tell you. 
to keep your integrity in the midst of temptation, you will have to call it what it is. It's wickedness. Come on. When, 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 so many people, abuse is up. You're not getting out your frustration. That's wickedness. Porn is up because everybody's online. You're just not coping. It's wickedness. And if we don't call it, come on, what it is, then we will never run from it and it will steal our influence. Come on, it will steal our promotion. It will hinder our dream. Come on, help me. Maybe that attitude in the house doesn't need to be, well, you know, they just disagree. No, you acting wicked up in the house. Stop. Come on. Listen. He had to make a decision. He, I mean, come on. He didn't want to be there. He didn't ask to be sold into slavery. He could have very, very well said, listen, I didn't want to be here. Come on, girl. Bring it on. What's up? Yeah, I deserve this. You know, listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm part of her. He was a, a huge authority figure in that season. So here's what I'm saying. Potiphar's wife wasn't ugly. But here's what he said. How can I do this wickedness against God? And I think that this is a lesson for all of us today. You, in the midst of this virus that you didn't choose, you still get to make a choice. Joseph chose to forgive his brothers. Joseph, time and time again, made the choice and that choice caused him to bounce back. Bounce back. Don't let the process make you quit. Choose restoration. Listen, it's partly on you when you choose restoration. Well, I've tried to forgive him. No, no, no. You just keep. I'm going to do it until they receive it. The choices that you make in this moment will either cause influence to come to you or it will cause it to diminish. Here's my wrap-up as we come in and land this plane. Joseph and the story that we're reading is a whole lot better at the end than it is in the middle. The end of the story is incredible. In fact, I want to read this to you real quick. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Listen, at the Joseph is talking to his brothers. Now, let me set this up for you. His father had just died. Joseph had already forgiven the brothers, moved everyone to Egypt, and had been taking care of them. Then Jacob dies. They go bury Jacob back in his land. And the brothers are scared that now the father is gone, the real JoJo's going to come out. You know what I'm saying? The JoJo's going to blow up. It's going to be bad. He's going to kill us all because now daddy's not here to protect us. I was scared. But listen, listen. Here's the thing. When Joseph hears that they're thinking that way, after he has already forgiven them, he cries. He cries. And here's what he says. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good 
to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And he goes on and says, I am going to continue to take care of you and your families. Come on. Don't give up in the middle. You're in the middle of it. Come on. You're in the middle of a job transition. You're in the middle of trying to figure out what my next step is. You're in the middle of trying to figure out, should I date again? Should I not date again? What, what, I want to be married. Do I want to be? You're, you're in the middle of it. But there is an end to the story. And the end of the story, come on, is a whole lot better than the middle. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But you need to see that you're in the middle. And if you stop now, if you refuse to bounce back, if you quit in the middle of the middle, then you'll never see all the people that will win with you because of the choices you've made in the future. You may be in the middle of a hard moment. You may be in the middle of a broken heart. You may be in the middle of finding new employment. But here's what I want to tell you. You can bounce back. Redemption is waiting for you. Victory, come on, is waiting for you. God has a plan. That's what Joseph teaches us. Come on, that God's plan will continue to work even when, listen to this, lean into this, come on, sit up, even when other people try to mess it up. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for the house, this church. God has a plan for America, and God has a plan for the world. Come on, somebody. But we're going to be people who bounce back. Even Jesus told us to bounce back. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says this. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, come on, all things are possible. Come on, where's my possible talk? Where's my possible people around the dinner table today? We need some possible talk. We need to have some people that, come on, bounce back to produce a strong life. You're going to have to bounce back. You're going to have to get your hope back. Listen, listen, listen. Your destiny, you hear that? It's calling. There are so many types and shadows between Joseph and Jesus, and I want to give you a few. The first is Jesus was the favored son who was betrayed, unjustly accused, punished, and saved the world from death. Joseph and Jesus offered forgiveness for those, come on, who didn't deserve it. Joseph and Jesus both met with two men. One was saved. And the other perished. Come on, the cupbearer and the baker and the two thieves on the cross. And I know right now the Lord is speaking to you. And there is a choice, sir. There was a choice, ma'am. There's a choice, young person, that you can make. And it will change everything. It will change your story. You don't have to be stuck in the middle. Jesus is better than Joseph. Joseph helped the world in his time frame. But Jesus changed the world by his death and, and, and on the cross and the resurrection and, and, and beating death, hell, in the grave. Come on. And right now, the same forgiveness that was given to Joseph's brothers can be given to you. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter how you have acted. It only matters if you bounce back and change the rest of the story.
If that's you and you hear, you, you've kind of been convicted, you've been challenged in this sermon today, then I'm asking you right where you're at, come on, in a moment of, of realness and rawness, I'm asking you to repeat this prayer after me right where you're at. Lord Jesus, today I recognize that I am stuck and I need to bounce back. I am stuck in hurts, wickedness, and lies. But I know now that God has sent Jesus to the cross to redeem my life. And I confess you as Lord. And I start to rely on you today. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate with you. Text start here to 94,000. Text that. Do that right now. Grab your phone right now and text start here to 94,000. We want to follow up with you and we are so excited about you expanding, you bouncing back and starting the process of transformation in your life. House family, we love you and we can't wait to see you. We hope that you enjoy this. Come on, post, comment, Show some love. We can't wait to see you soon. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.